It's off to episode 44 we go. We're well, we're back. I oh, screwed it up. Hey everybody, it's Ryan and Ken. Welcome back to Play Games with These Friends, episode 44. We're getting out of we practice. We are in the month of February. What's that? You're out of practice. Oh god, yeah. It's, what has it been, a month? Better part of a month. Oh, uh, it's been a busy life. month. It's been a very yeah. busy start to the year. Yeah. Uh, let's see, you got sick since last time, right? You are you're pretty yeah. ill at one point. Sick. So it finally got you. It yeah. took a while. Good stuff, yeah. I... And uh, I've had some game nights, played some games. Yes, we definitely played some games. We can talk, we can Which, talk about We get to those. talk about. We're going to start. <laughs> I know. We get to talk about games we played. We can play. start our... Uh, Start our top 50 countdown. We're going to do a little uh, bit of a different yes. format this time around. Try not to do two two-hour episodes of just counting shit down on lists. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Sounds good. Uh, so for this evening's uh, you know, breakdown, we'll be checking out what we've played, which is quite a bit because we've had two game nights and a game day plus some uh, some office fun games. Uh, and then we're going to dive into our top five most anticipated games that we own that we want to play this year. So we're just going to keep going with lists until y'all just tune out forever. And then we're going to start working on our top 50 of all time. This episode, we will count down from 50 to 41. So why don't we get started with the playlist? How do you want to do this? Because I've got a big old list You'd think yeah. we'd plan ahead with this, but... Uh, no, we're you know. bad at that. Yeah, we don't do that. We, yeah, you, uh, just, you get what you get here. You get what you talk, get and you don't get upset. We do a lot of game talk, like, uh, but we don't talk about the podcast where we talk <laughs> about games, right? Like, it's, uh, it's yes. weird. Because uh, we go that's around a, and around all day you know, long talking about games, because that's all we think about besides our wives and children. But... Um, cause like it's, it's up there, Let's right? Some that. days and some days it becomes the number two, you know, most times it's number three. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who gets bumped down to the third spot? I'll let you pick. I know my choice. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the day. Yes. <laughs> it depends, uh, who's, who's grumpy or not around my household. Uh, so. Well, usually think, I'm the grumpiest. So well, no, I, I. I sometimes can't be because I can't I can't get out grumped. There's a lot of grump. Oh yeah, so, it's a dangerous position to be in. Yeah. So I think we do. We go back in time. We go back two game nights because there's a good story okay. about this two game nights ago of why what yeah we at least picked one of the two games, and then we'll we'll do um, the second game night, and then we'll talk about the games we didn't get to play uh, with each other, and then we'll round it out with game day, which is there's four for game day, right? Is that what you have? Or did I miss one? Yes. Okay. I think that's – well, actually, I didn't even write that one down yet. <laughs> uh, so we'll well, I'm see. at least a, a little bit more prepared. So A little bit more. A little bit more. I wrote a list, so okay. there's that. So, so one, All right. Rewind us in time to that magical so, game night and so, recant what that's played. That's rewinding. And I think uh, it was one of our packs. It was our packs recap episode where we were really upset at how long expeditions took from Stonemeyer. Oh, yes. So, and we didn't want to blame the game. And we did our research, right? Ryan went out and did some spelunking in the bowels of Reddit 
he actually put out some comments and or a question, and some people got back to us. And uh, oh, I forgot I about that. <laughs> I still think maybe it's a little inconclusive. However, I think our we have a really strong hypothesis. Uh, I think it's a little bit of the game, but then it's more on who you invite to play uh, this specific or, game. Or don't play games with five people. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's my yeah. God. Yes. <laughs> it ruins it every time. That's sort of where this is heading, right? So it took us, we, we were four hours with five people when we played Exhibitions the first time. And it is not a complicated game. It doesn't even have too much player interaction. It's just move, do your stuff. Uh, are you much. ahead? Are you ahead in the race? Move, do your stuff. Are you ahead in the race? Right? I mean, it's, Look for combos. Yeah. Synergize, synergize, synergize. Uh, and then you're done. Right? So. Right. Uh, we called it at four hours uh, out of uh, ag- aggravation and, and, and tiredness of the fact that we started at, at 10 o'clock. I think right. It was like ten o'clock, and we t- <laughs> we were ready for lunch. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, but 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 I think both you and I like what we see in this game, and we did not want to chalk up. Uh, this is a bad game because of our one bad experience. So we wanted to run it back yeah. and try it again. One play is never enough. And we end up doing a shorthanded game night, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was only three players? Yes. And what was it? Hour and 20? Hour and a half? It, it ended up being around an hour and a half. And we we specifically timed it, too. Yes. So we were pretty sure we would wrap up in that time. And it turns out we were, we were pretty spot on, even though I would say uh, it ended quickly or, or more quickly than it probably should have because of the absurd exploitation engine that you built. I think we would have, we probably would have gone two hours had you you not uh, put together the nightmare machine you did. Yes. Yes. I was going to say, you're, you're confusing terminology here uh, with amazing combo, tastic, (laughs) strategic, uh, well thought out, well designed uh, engine to the fact that I never had to use the refresh action the entire game was amazing. Yeah, you found the one card in the deck that gave you refresh and then just abused it the whole night long. And honestly, I picked it up on a accidentally in a weird way. Like I had a card that allowed me to pick two cards and throw one away. I honestly didn't read it until I played it in my in the right hand the first time. I just I needed a purple card to synergize with something else and it just happened to be purple. And I was like, oh my God, this is better than I thought. Uh, and boy, did that yeah, thing! Accidental put in, victories are still victories. <laughs> that put in some work, but half hour a person, right? Expeditions, right? That was fantastic. I thought that experience was great. I thought it flowed. Um, and again, I I might have taken the longest turns, not because I wasn't doing anything, but because there was a lot I you could do on do. a turn, right? So it was play this card, do that, then this card, that came into play, then something happened when I did that, then this happens. Like, I love that type of game. I love that type of turn where you just do a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I I just feel so excited and happy 
like that. Like, like you just feel smarter. I don't know. I love that. I just love that. <laughs> um, it's fulfilling to have yes. productive turns in games. It yes. Is. And especially when you've like sort of, even if you didn't know it right away, you saw it soon enough that you were able to take it and exploit the other cards that yes, prior to had actions on well. them, yeah. like the the important actions. Yeah, and that's probably my feedback for the game is that I, I was w- focused way more on the terrain aspect and and or not, maybe not terrain like the the map itself, where to move, which things to trigger when you move, and how important that was. And I should have been paying much closer attention to the cards and did not. And well, the cards are the fuel of game. the engine. Right, you yeah, need. I mean, it, you need cards. The first time we played, like we had such, we had five players, so the cards were divided a lot more. And I feel like no one really, no one cared about understood. what you had. Yeah, yeah, or or like there are certain keywords in that game that are way more powerful than others. Fair. Uh, yeah. Refresh is probably one of the most powerful, but th- there were some other ones too that now, if I were to play again, I would be looking for those. In isolation well, of the rest, so that I could snag them whenever possible. Rescue, but, rescue is also very powerful because I had a very, I had a yes. baby rescue engine where, like, you would rescue cards. You could rescue a card, and then every time you rescued a card, you got to do something, which then triggered the other piece of the engine. Like it, yeah, that kept it, you going and it going really because yeah, you could pull back yeah. the refresh card. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of combo building engine building sort of happening with all the cards um and with less people on the board we had a bit more space to move around so i i don't know i i would definitely play it differently but i thought it was still fun um and it's so not scythe like so like if you're coming in with that expectation well the only theming it's just not the same game the only scythe the only identical thing to scythe and i call it identical because it's based on that but like is the um, the sort stars. of the race condition to get the stars, right? Yeah, that is the only boasting, thing. right? That's what it was in in uh, yeah. in expeditions. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the only thing that, other than obviously the world itself, right, and the characters and the art, but like from a mechanics of a game perspective, that is the only thing that it has identical to it, and it doesn't. Bo- it, it doesn't really bother me because I think it actually you achieve it a little bit faster in this, right? Than you do in scythe. Scythe can be a little bit more long, you know, sometimes long in a tooth to get get a couple. Um, however, this one you have to do specific actions on a specific space in order to do them, right? So it's I don't know. That was the only I thing. Think I think they're actually that's easier to obtain in scythe. You just need more to make a difference. Yeah, it's true, right? Because game... you need seven, right? You need seven in scythe. And this one you only need four. Yeah, I think that like is that the game, and you you can Something nail like two right yeah. off the bat in combat, and it's fairly easy to finish the private objective you're dealt most of the time. But yeah, yeah, it's it's still a mix of the two. But I like expeditions. I think we should play it more, especially when we get it to you know on a player count of four. I think will be the sweet spot, and you know we should definitely try to get it back to the table again this year, at least more than again once. if we if we use the three player game. As the new base, right? That's a half hour a player. That should take two hours or less, right? Before. Yeah, I would just assume that game can be played in two, two, two hours and fifteen minutes, roughly, and and still have a pretty competitive game. Like I said, I think we finish a little faster than we probably should have, just because you were able to stomp at the end. Um, but two hours is is definitely reasonable. So, 
What was and, the uh, the second game we played? Well, the second game was um, one of your uh, most anticipated favorites of 2023. Ah, yes. I and um, I believe it was almost like you wanted to get this just to see if I would play it to a degree, even though you really wanted it. <laughs> um, and that is The White Castle by DeVere. And I have to tell you, I think it's a fine game. I uh, There's a couple things I wish I could do differently in the game, but it's not a bad game by any stretch. Um, is this fine? Like if your wife says fine, if you ask how she's doing and she just says fine, <laughs> is it that uh, kind of fine? Well, it didn't make my top 50. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's not, It might be on your top 50, but it's not on mine. So... Yeah. Spoiler alert. Right, just FYI. Uh, but um but I don't mind playing it, right? Like there are games that I will probably not play, right? This is not in that category. Um I This is no Hansa Teutonica. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it's weird, like it's 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 very limiting in a way. Yes. And 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 I don't I don't I don't like to be, you know, you don't put baby in the corner kind of thing, right? Like I don't like <laughs> I don't like shackles on me at times. And I feel like it's but that again, but that makes the game, right? That gives the turn X, that gives the does. player like I like I I say yeah, I, the, I, the, I don't like it, but I get that's what the game's doing. And Yeah, the um, thin slice of agency combined with the fact that you only have nine turns means every turn. Yes is so important and you have to make the most out of it. And so sometimes that isn't possible and it's very frustrating, but most of the time you can find something that advances your engine just enough to give you a competitive advantage in some fashion. And, and but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And that gets me. Cause then I get mad at myself for taking a dumb turn or being bad at a turn, you know, like it's, it's all me, right? The game is, the game is fine. There's nothing wrong with the game. The game's good. Uh, it's just it, how it makes me feel that, like you said, every turn matters. And if I screw one turn up or I get one out of place or I, I just feel, I get upset. At yeah. Myself. And, and it, again, like I would say more than any other type of game, Euro style games require practice. They require you to mm -hmm. play them a few times at least to understand it enough to go out on the fifth or sixth game and be like, that's right. I got this down, and yeah. and you know what to do, or you know the best plays, or you know the ones that you should try to avoid. You know if there's a small number on the left, you might want to wait until somebody takes it so that a higher die slides over, and you can generate some coins out of that action, which are going to be clutch later on. Like those types of things that you have yes. to learn to look for only come with experience. There's nuance. That game falls in that room. There's a lot of yep. nuance in in the dice, and and it's it's an evolving nuance. Because you don't know what the dice are going to be, you don't know what the 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 the, the places on the map are going to be, you know. Like, there's only so many constants, right, in that game. Yeah, um, but well, I, yeah, I, I like mean, the fact that it's so variable and it's set up too. Is like a lot of times Euros sort of have like a consistent execution. Um, and, and I would I say not all, but some. I, I didn't feel there was build orders in it. I, I didn't feel like it had that, right? Yeah. I don't feel like it had that blueprint, no, right? You can't do it because, like, obviously you're trying to get your 
your workers, your meeples out on the board. Like that's yeah, goal yeah. number one. But there's no set way to do that ever because yeah. every single time you play that game, the board setup is different. And it's impossible to know if you're even going to be able to string together combos based off what's out there. And I think that's the part I like about it probably the most is for such a small package and such a cheap game, you get a lot of game out of it. And it's it's worth it to me. Now, the so only... I'm glad that you thought it was fine. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good. It's good. I like it. I like it. The only thing I... Uh, I've got one little, little, little nitpick at it, and that is the player board. When I have, I mean, again, I have, granted, we're about to tell you we played it another time. But when are you going to take the action of the character row on your on your turn? Like, I just, I feel like there's so much better decision making out there than ever on those rows. I don't know. Maybe it's just too expensive so, at six. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I've, I've, and maybe I, you know. Maybe we're playing it wrong. Fair, maybe I'm we're, not. we're. We're, mic- we're right. missing something to your point. We don't have enough practice to actually see the value of those those columns yeah. or those rows on your player board. But I've played so many times now, both solo and with other people, and I don't see that being terribly powerful until sort of the end of the game um, because it's just you only have nine dice to place and your board is generally less rewarding and, until later in the game. Um which I think that's part of it too is like maybe you're not taking gardener actions late and so you don't need to trigger that, but you do want to trigger stuff off your – like I think it's – I also think because of the variable setup, it's circumstantial. There are some times where the tile or dice layouts aren't going to allow for a lot of meeple placement on the board. And if that's the case, it renders that board way less useful. But I do agree. I think the six cost is so high that it makes it really difficult unless you play a game where there's just a lot of high dice values. But like, you know, also, like you said, we just probably need to play it more and and see how that goes. So I don't know. I really like it. I'm not going to force anybody to play it. But if it's like a quick filler for an hour to – it's not even like it's a a filler either. It's it's heavier than that. But it's not – a euro. It's not a real euro. It's a it's a mid weight that plays in a, in a filler time slot, which is amazing. Um, yeah, there's a it, lot of it fits a niche in my collection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It no, fits I a like niche it. I don't have something else for. So, and I do think in terms of like design, it is one of the most elegant designs I've ever played. Um, knowing that you can get that much variability and replayability out of that for a small box fairly small box game for like 35 bucks is that's that's a home run so i'm glad we got it to the table and tried this is one i can see becoming like a game of contention right over time because we want to be good at this game and we want to beat each other at this game right so i could see it coming back to the table more just so it can get to that level of like War Chest is, right? War Chest is a is a blood game for us, right? We've played it so many times. We know it inside and out. We love mixing it up. We love War Chest. I could see this one being in in that space over time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I have a really big deep drought thirst for like highly competitive shit for us to play. <laughs> And this fills that just like War Chest does. I, I will say, like, this is less predictable than no, that. no, fair. So I'm just I, saying, I but like, like that. I meant but it more right. like, like in the how we care about it 
right? Like we care yeah. when we sit down to play war chess. It is, it is bloodthirsty. Go for broke. That's great. Right? It's wonderful. Yeah, I I could see White Castle moving into that sort of frame for us. I hope. So that was uh that was the first game night, and then we moved on to the next game night where we brought the White Castle back. Yes. And this time we played with the right rules because I'm an idiot and got the farmer <laughs> rules wrong for the better part of, well, really since December. Since the game came out. <laughs> since I got picked it up at PAX is why I can't beat the damn AI. Um, but we played again. I think that went fine. And, and I, I think the second game, you really started seeing it more. And I think we only finished like one or two points apart. With yeah, we were close. You first, you and second. Yeah, it was, very it was. Yeah, it was. It might have been a three point difference between us. I think, and I thought it was closer than that. Maybe it was. Yeah, I, it was I forget. A, but it was. It was. But the funny thing is, is neither of us cleared forty. I think. No, we're <laughs> we're sitting there like, who gets to use these forty point tokens? Yeah, and then how I'm do you like, flip oh, there's an your eighty token. point on the other side. How do you yeah. flip your token? That doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Ugh. in nine turns. It, are you kidding yeah. me? I, I mean, it's Ugh. so if you go online and you read about people playing through this game, it absolutely happens. I, I think again, I don't know. The variable board setup means it is possible. It just depends, and I think it involves just wiping off most of your your uh, you know your dudes on your your player board. So, but yeah, I, I people get there. It's just not very easy, and it's probably well, dependent upon game setup. Well, let me ask a question. Uh, you have three farmers, right? There's three rows for farmers. What do you do with the other farmers on your board? I think you only have five on your board, but there's six farm spots to place. You, oh, you can go on either one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I, I thought you could only place one in a row, but it's one per no. slot. Okay. Yeah, it's right. one per okay. spot. Yeah. Okay. So all you right. can score VP for five of those six if you got them all out, if you could pull yeah. that off but again you have to get that action for yeah placing the farmers five times which is not the easiest thing and and the food and you have to have the food to feed them to even go eat yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's tough it's a tough game and, and I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why i love and it. i hate feeding meeples so i have to either get past <laughs> that or well there's no wheat tokens this time so I do like the player boards, like the the quality of the boards, the recessed I, no, spots is, for the little this is trackers. A beautiful, and... This is a beautiful game. It's well done. Yeah, it's, well, it's, well it's well designed. Made. It's well balanced. Um, this one I really feel is like, it's just how how good can you make every one of those turns, right? To your point, right? That's that's just this game in yep. a nutshell, and uh, and 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 it's. A beautiful time doing it. You don't. It yeah, doesn't feel like fast. work. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it plays so quickly is a huge thing in my book. Yep. Uh, so I think we had a good time getting to play that twice. We'll probably see it come back again at some point later this year. And then after that, what did we get to the table? We played Bloodstones. That's right. So I have been pimping this as War Chest on steroids for a little while. Uh this is a Martin Wallace design. It was backed by me last year. I just got it in within the last few weeks. Um, it is quite a production. It is uh, these beautiful bags filled with these chunky plastic tiles with units on them. Um, you can discard units to be able to play units. Uh, you can discard tiles to be able to move stuff or build or whatever. 
Um, basically, it's a dudes on a map type style game. Uh-huh. We played a four-player game with teams, which is not in the official rules as far as I know. Um, but we want to just give it a try and learn the game that way and kind of be silly with it. And uh, I don't know what I think of it. I-, I think I enjoyed it. I think it's probably a better game at two or three than it is at four. And I don't know if I would try teams again. Um, but basically our game went south real quick because you and I sort of uh, put Brad in a really bad position because he overextended a little bit early, I think, and and we just made him pay and and took the game fairly easily. But I'm curious what your final thoughts were on the first play and and thoughts overall on the game. So, again, it was just first impressions. I I was hoping for a more um, unique combat. Um... Right, you had all these characters. They were different values. They were different to move. They had, you know, some had abilities ish. Others had uh, modifiers. But like, I was hoping for more. Right, where you yeah, actually just like could add up the numbers. Who has? Yeah, the it it, be, it felt risk, very risk, like yep, combat style. And it's not a knock against risk, but that's a that's kind of old and simple and and this production and these 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 dominoes uh i mean the factions had really unique cool characters but like they didn't do anything i i don't, I don't know i just yeah i guess i wanted more or i was hoping that the it, characters it, would add more to the combat um, it does feel it feels a little the units feel reductive to the point where they're just kind of like it's just numbers. Is this one point or two points, right? Like yeah, and some of them allowed you to like some some do allow you to do different things. Like the hill giant lets you always draw four tiles, and you can swap one tile in uh, electively if you want to help increase your yeah. total number at the end. But like overall, and the dragons have some abilities, but we didn't get to play with the dragons. Overall, I agree. Like it, it felt underwhelming when the actual combat started and all you're really doing is balancing your forces such that you don't overexpose yourself or leave yourself defenseless yeah. and all you're doing is just counting numbers then yeah and i i don't know there is a strategic depth to that you know with just managing units on a map yeah and but I felt i'll like do that with scythe but i'll play that with scythe right like you do that yeah. with scythe where you're moving pieces around and you can leave stuff behind because you've got a good defense right but scythe has that i don't know it just i don't it know also like has said, more just... things going on whereas bloodstones is just that is it right yeah i need to take your villages for points i need to stop you from taking my villages for points yeah true and there really isn't much else right that's the game yeah it's a very simple game i mean it looks it looks more complicated you know, or it looks like it's going to be this, you know, epic, you know, epic battle where everything's unique and everything does something special. And then you get your player board and it's like, oh, they don't do anything. Okay, cool. They just add Let's plus go. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plus like, one oh, he's, a, he's a plus two if you get attacked, you know, if you're defending. It's like that plus two doesn't mean anything. But if I could lob something at you on the way in and not, like it takes out a unit. 
Okay, well, that now we're talking, right? It's got the plus two defense, and it takes out a unit. Okay, cool, right? You know, just a little. Yeah. It just feels like a little something, something extra. But maybe that was just, maybe it was too up, uh, too much for the game. I don't know. Maybe it had it at one point that that all got cut, right? The asymmetry per faction per unit. I, I don't know. I just or the balance. I agree with you. To I balance feel like that, but it, it's like perfect for a card based system to be added as well that allow some of those types of things that you're mentioning like uh you know i'm I'm gonna cast this spell if we're going with fantasy which we are because there's dragons in it let's be honest yeah or you know i'm gonna be able to play this card and there's now bad weather or something there, there needs to be a little bit more meat on the bone when it comes to the actual uh tension the moments yeah. in the game which is basically combat beyond just counting some numbers and an advantage in a region because it's just too reductive for what a war game is for those of us who have played a lot of dudes on a map war games yeah um it's a lot which, of rinse repeat and hope you yeah hope you win right like it wouldn't surprise me to see people who do have this game build some mods basically or rule sets that allow for some of the things you're talking about because i thought the exact same thing after we played i was like it's okay it's kind of underwhelming in the combat area for for those of us who have played lots of you know large scale tabletop war games. There's absolutely opportunity to do some really cool and unique things in this. I'm just kind of shocked that they didn't up front. But I guess to your point, like maybe there's just too much complexity with all the asymmetry, and maybe we'll see it. I know for sure they're making expansions, but I yeah. believe the expansion is just, more, just factions. more factions. More factions, but that's not yeah. It, the problem is not the factions. The fact that it's the detail of the factions. You know, yeah, like, or just the lack of anything beyond some unique movement yeah. or retreat options or unique recruitment options, and maybe you know small scale combat bonuses in the form of plus X, <laughs> yeah. which really isn't enough to keep the interest well, there. Well, I so. mean, if you think about like, all right, I know we joked about risk, right? But I would play this. I would play this over risk, right? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would play this over risk. Um, however, I would not play it over War Chest or even Blood Rage, right? Blood Rage or Ankh, you, yeah, yeah. You're Brian Brew, yeah. Like you're drafting your your army's powers and abilities, right? Like, and if you have a plus two, you might be the only one that has the plus two because you drafted it, right? Which does put your army at a little bit of an advantage, right? They might have bought a spell. Right or something, right? Or they are drafted a spell, like but like you said, like it's just missing that just that 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 just something missing, you know. I don't know. Yeah, we gave it the old college try, and I'm no, sure I'll I, get more opportunities to play it. To uh, again, I'd I'll, love I'll to try it at two and I'll three. try it again. Yeah, I think four um, is crazy, though. I yeah, don't know if I can it, play it at it, four. It would be hard to manage, I think, um, and. That's probably where the most, you know, most of the game lies is larger player counts and just all that. Because well, if you're going last, you can potentially yeah. <laughs> get smacked around by three people. Yeah, I mean, right? I think like, you, in a four-player game, you're going to probably start well away from everybody else on purpose, so that doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, it's it's possible by the yeah. second or third round, you're you're in trouble. Um, but again, if people overextend, that's their problem too. So. That's when the politics come into play, and that's when play games lose friends shines the best. <laughs> this is uh, true. All right, that's enough about Bloodstones. We'll, we'll okay. report back again when we uh, we have a chance to to get that thing out.
you know, with a different player count and see how it goes and no teams next time. Uh, right, so okay. I have three games that I played without you. Okay. Before we get into game day. I have a few as well. So right, why so don't you, you start us first? off? Or do you want me to start? Okay. Um, so I got for my birthday uh, a game called Hooky. And Hooky was a game that uh, when my wife and I were watching um, YouTube or watching some contributor talk about it, um, it was the desi- uh, this designer's last game before they passed away. And all the proceeds went to this charity. So I was a, you know, I'm sort of a, you know, I like that kind of little something, something. But as we watched the gameplay, this had aspects of Clue. This has aspects of Wordle. This has aspects of, unfortunately, I'm going to say it, Search for Planet X. Um, And you are trying to um determine what letter let like so every card is a every letter of the alphabet is its own card so there's 26 cards and you deal the cards out and then you put some around you know off to the side and then a few become public knowledge after x amount of rounds you only have six rounds so if you want to talk about turn next like we did with white castle having nine turns you only have six turns in this and um, you're basically giving you're you're going to some you know one of the other players. You're giving them a five letter word, and they're telling you how many letters match that they own. Um, and basically you're just trying to deduce and figure out what letters they have versus what you have versus what the other players at the table have, to then ultimately, on rounds four, five, and six, make predictions of not only what your partners or you know your your players around the table have but what are the three hidden letters um we played this twice back to back um every time in this game somehow i got screwed up and turned backwards i don't know how it happened every game but this is so <laughs> thinky this is so thinky and i don't know how to describe it like it's just it it hurt to to try to like even to guess because you're like oh if I just have one more turn right or, or or two more turns like an eight turn game I got this right but again I think that's the beauty of this right is they you can get it down in six and basically you score points for your predictions and then how many of your opponent's letters you got correct and whoever has the most points at the end wins um we really enjoy this game. My wife really enjoys this game, which means this game is going to see a lot more play in the house. Yeah, I'm and interested to try it. Yeah. I have a game called Letter Jam that I've owned for like four years and still have not actually played. And it reminds me of that a little <laughs> bit where you're doing some some letter guessing and deduction. Um, but this sounds like a fun theme to go with it. And the fact that it's that quick is pretty interesting, too, because I can't imagine yeah. Letter Jam is as fast as that. So yeah, we're gonna have to try this one. So yeah, so that was uh, that's hooky. Uh, if any of what I said earlier, clue with search for planet X with a little hint of Wordle, if any of that sounded good, then run, don't walk, because you'll dig it. So 
Um, my next two games were two-player games uh, that I've gotten at the table. These were ones I I believe in one of the back-bought sections of last year's podcast. Uh, I mentioned getting them, <laughs> but I finally got them both uh, to the table. Uh, and one is called Yokai Sketch. And Yokai Sketch uh, is a two-player-only game. These are both two-player-only, these last two I'm going to talk about. Uh, there are four uh, piles of yokai out in front, different colors. And you have a hand of cards, and one half of the card has a one color, the other half of the card has another color, and they may or may not have an ability. And there's only two abilities in the game. And the two abilities are uh, take the top card of one of the yokai, <clears throat> put it on a pile, or flip the last card your opponent played. So if you put it on a yellow and it had blue on the other side, and then I play a card that uses the ability, then it, your card goes to the blue column. And okay. basically, whatever, whenever the pile on both sides matches the number of the pile, uh, whoever has the majority, their cards get discarded, but they take the yokai. And the game ends when, um, I believe, when there's one, one pile gets depleted. And then you count up your yokai, and whoever has the most points wins. So... Uh, sounds very simple, which it is, which is beautiful about a two-player game like this. But man, how tricky you can get to try to get yokai on your turn or make sure that your opponent does not get... Because every point matters. So uh, every pile, I think there's five cards. It's a three, four, five, six, and seven. So there's uh, 20 cards total. So you're vying for those points. And every point matters in this game. And you can, and on your turn, you can put as up to three cards in a column or any column, right? One in one column, two in another. But you can only play three cards, and then you draw back up. But uh, yeah, this is we played this, I think, three times. We just kept running it back, um, and we really enjoyed this. Uh, About how long again, is the playthrough? What's that? About how long Fif is one playthrough? Fifteen minutes. Oh wow, that's quick. It's, it's quick. It's real quick. Maybe twenty when you act in an intense game. I'll say an intense game can probably go twenty minutes because sometimes you don't want to play cards. So you could choose to just draw a card, right, instead of playing cards. So to, so that you have a stronger play uh, against what your opponent does, right? To try to cap that pile. Or now the crazy part is if you cap a pile, your cards go away. Like. But their cards stay. So there could be like another number right below it that they could get on just by playing one card, right? So it's it's unique in that aspect of, um, you know, what to play when and in what color. But yeah, this is a cute little game for two players. I I, I loved it. I, I think it's it's very it's thinky. Um, it's it's you you know what are you holding? If I play this. I could set myself up for the next <laughs> turn, but then you're gonna screw my pile or move the point. Like it's it's cool. It's real cool for just a two player game, and that's yeah, Yokai. Sounds sketch. like a keeper to me. Um, and the last two player game that I got to play was uh, a game I picked up just because of the art, um, and it's a game called Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is set in the world of Imaginarium. 
So it's got that really weird, bizarre, kooky, steampunk, you know, obscuria, you know, sort of weirdness. But I love that. I thought it was great. And the two characters, like you're either a monkey, you're either like a space monkey or like an admiral lion. It's makes no sense, but it's cool, right? (laughs) Um, And basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to build up resources to then uh, repair machines to then score victory points. And it's a race to 20. Uh, So whoever can get to 20 points first um, wins the game. Or, again, uh, if you get to 21st, but your opponent gets one more turn if you were the first player, and they can surpass your end total, then they win. So it's, uh, uh, again, trying to... Usually, I think, if you can get to 20, unless it's going to be an amazing next turn, which is... I don't know. It doesn't have big swings like that. Yeah. Um, you could probably you know complete a couple projects in a turn. Um, to get some points, but it'll be a very tight game regardless, or it feels like it should be a tight game. But if you're running away, like if I'm at 10 and you're at three, it might be, it might be more, you know, you might already be behind a little bit. There's not a huge catch up mechanism in this. Um, but every card is, you you know, there's a lot of duplicate cards, but they're all unique in how, what they do. So it's just, you know, mitigating the right play at the right time. Um, but that's Nicodemus. I played that about four times, back to back, back to back. It's good. I uh, yeah, I, I mean, really, had, really like this game. This had a really cool table presence art wise. It's very, it catches your eye. And I, I was taking a look. Like sometimes those games that have that insane art style get to be too busy, and it's hard to discern like iconography. It looked very clean to understand. Yeah, it. Um, I'll be honest, it does take a game, right? It does take a game, maybe two, where you're just passing the booklet back and forth. It tells you what all the uh, what all their actions are. Um, but once you uh, once you know, then you're just like, oh, all right, I'll play this. Uh, give me a resource and give me a card. Oh, I'm playing yeah. this. I get one for every one of these on the board. Okay, perfect. Okay, or boom, uh, discard that card. I'll take these two resources, right? So like, it gets faster the more you play it. Um, but the iconography is not it's not so much that you're just like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing. Right? You just take the book, <laughs> look at it real quick. It's not overwhelming. It looks it looks it could be it could it looks like it could be more intimidating than it is, but it's not. Uh, again, yeah. Two playthroughs tops. Again, it, it plays quick too. This is like a half hour game. You know, you can crank out probably two in an hour. You know, with people who know how to play it. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to try it. It looked good and seemed like you guys had a lot of fun playing it too. So yeah, uh, that's that's one thing. Me and my uh, my wife's cousin, we really like two player games. Um, that's just something that we've always done, right? Sometimes because the, they don't, the, you know, the girls don't want to play, and we want to put out a big game, <laughs> yeah. right? So we'll just You're stuck with he's each gotta, other. Yeah, yeah. So we make the best of it by playing some really fun two player games. Uh, well, there are a lot of good ones out there. there yes. Really are. Uh, so all what right. did you so play without me, cheater? <laughs> I'll go with my, my fairly short list. Uh, we had a co-op night without you, and we chose to get some dice turn adventures to the table with a new group. My wife and I picked different characters. Uh, my brother-in-law and my buddy Kirby came. So I think we played um, – she ran the monk. I ran the ninja. Uh 
Kirby was the paladin, and Joe was the artificer. And we beat the first portal crawl and the first boss just barely, uh, playing on heroic, I think, so one level above normal difficulty. And they really like the game. Um, Dice Run Adventures is just good. It's fun. It's like one of those fantastic, uh, more in-depth, legacy-style beer and pretzels games. And so we had a really good time playing that. I was very happy to get that back out because it's been a little while since I've touched Dice Throne. Other than when my fr- uh, son's friends come over, they really, really like that game. Um, you forgot one that we did play together. I'll, I'll do that one last. Oh, did uh, I miss it? We also, oh, no, my wife and I are, oh no, you're good. Uh, we played it at, uh, at a lunch break, so that's why. Oh, okay. uh, my wife and I got back into Spirit Island again, finally. This is a game that she actually really likes. Uh, it's cooperative, big surprise, but it's also one of the thinkiest games I have that's cooperative. Um, if anybody out there, and there's many of you, have played Spirit Island, you'll know what I mean. It is very, very brain burny. Uh, all the possibilities oh. and planning and stuff that go into it. So uh, we got it back out for a refresher game. She played the Verdant Growth, which is the one that kind of just like spreads really fast and gets presents out all over the map. Um, so she kind of played that perfectly. And then I played Ocean's Hungry Grasp, which is the one that sucks everything out to sea and drowns it. Um, took me a little while to get going. I forgot how to play that game and didn't get enough presents out early. And so I was kind of hampering our team. She was definitely carrying us for probably more than half the game. Um, so honey, if you're listening, great job, keep it up. Uh, (laughs) so we, we re-racked it. We're going to play again, uh, probably in the next week or so. Hopefully we'll start playing a bit. And uh, at some point in time, I want to probably test out the... We're definitely going to test out some of the other spirits, but I want to try some of the the campaign stuff that's in there where you fight particular... um, I guess it's particular, like, civilizations or or nations in particular time Mm. periods or whatever, like the Saxonese of the 1500s or whatever the hell it is. Um, it, It creates a whole bunch of additional challenges in the game and sort of... As you go through the, um, you know the the encounter cards or whatever they're called that make the explorers do stuff, it, it triggers more difficult things. So we'll give that a try. I can't say that I am excited to try some of the other spirits because I know how much harder they are to play, and I'm really dumb with that game sometimes. So well, I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to have her I... coach me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be my commentary, right? I have. I have very little experience with this game, but I felt dumber after playing it because the game just made me like hurt so bad trying to play this and learn yeah. this. Like it it's just it very was like thinky. I was like, ah, I don't know if I like this or this or feeling <laughs> this way at the end. Like I don't know. I, which and I'm, it's not a knock, but I'm surprised that. You guys like this? It just is too. It just feels so much. But there's maybe an that's element. The, I don't know. There's an element of deduction to it. Like you have to deduce uh, the plan that you're going to lay out, knowing what's coming next turn, and you generally know what's coming because you can see the explorer cards face up for the ravage yeah. and build sections when they damage the land and when they build new buildings. And so you're always planning a turn or two in advance and doing the best you can with what you have. And I think she digs the deduction side of it. She very much likes deduction games. Um, and we're going to talk about one in a little bit that's on the table. I'm looking at it right now. But uh, she loves Search for Planet X. She loves other 
deduction style games and, and she sure might like okay some of that. i think she's gonna like i bet okay. you she would i bet you yeah absolutely i yeah. bet you she would in fact the next time we get together we i think that's yeah. the call yeah um but yeah spirit island's been fun we're gonna play some more i'm excited to do more and uh, i'm glad she's there to save my ass uh last one was paleo uh so i've talked about this before her and i really enjoy that as a co-op it is extremely challenging um in a different way than spirit island but um, we've played a ton of Paleo, and I think it finally got to the point where we're, we're done. Um, we didn't finish every single combination of cards, but we got damn close. Uh, I think the game's just kind of reached that threshold where we've played it enough, and there's not a whole lot new to see. It's not really exciting anymore, but we got a lot of hours out of that game, and I really can't recommend that enough to people who do enjoy playing co-ops together. Um, you're the one that sort of turned me on to it, and then I did some research and found out it was pretty good, and turns out it was even yeah. better than that. So it is in the purge so, pile now. Well, I, miss it. I, I was going to say, is it? Are, are you getting rid of it, or are you going to actually add in some of the expansions? Right, Because I think there's like three expansions for Paleo. So we talked about that, and I don't think I want to go back to it. Um, I think okay. because the mechanics of it are kind of like... It's, the samey? It's, it's, it's a lot of the same? Um. Yeah, and, and also, like, the game is... It's very weird in that it's made to be lost first before you can win, um, which is a novel thing in games. They're not normally like that. Uh, yeah. It's very hard to sit down with a new combination of cards in Paleo and win in the first try because the backs of the cards sometimes will show things. So, for example, there's a scenario with berries. There's a, a few cards in the set that have berries on them. And some of the berries are good, and some of the berries will give you bubble gut and <laughs> the hot snakes and <laughs> anything that will basically poison you or cause you to hallucinate or something bad. And on the backs of the cards are pictures of, like, a bush with berries in it. And you have to basically look at those and discern, okay, this one has rounded leaves. This one has serrated leaves. This one has pink oh. berries, whereas that one has slightly purple berries. And so... The game went in that direction. Now, maybe the expansions do more, but I think we've kind of just run okay. our... We've had our fill, and I'm ready to move on from it. But it, it's not a knock on Paleo. It's such a good game. Um, so I think that was all the other stuff. And then the one that you missed was Walkie Talkie. Oh. Remember playing that? <laughs> I do remember so, playing that. <laughs> Walkie Talkie was That's one funny. you brought into the office, and we played. And I didn't realize it, but it's designed by the two folks that also did um, The White Castle. Um, Isra and Shay, I believe, is their names. And uh, I didn't like it. That's funny. <laughs> I did not like it at all. Uh, but it was one of those games that was fun to try, and we got some laughs out of it, which was great. Um, but in terms of, like, if that ever hit the table again, I'd be like, I'm just going to go eat my lunch. <laughs> it's not that it's actively bad. It just is kind of more like a social experiment well, than a game. Yeah, um, but maybe if you played it on more rails, it would be a little different. But I don't know. What did What did you think? <laughs> well, I think it. Do you remember how much I said I paid for it? Like four bucks, a nickel, right? yeah. five bucks, I mean, maybe for four like bucks. Like, you, you get the laughs yeah, like, out of it, right? And again, I saw the Devere logo. Right, I read, it, I flipped it over. I was like, all right, cards, and then the player count. I was like, ah, for four bucks, five bucks. Ah, what the hell? I'll take a shot. So I did. Um, I think it, uh, <laughs> it was weird how our scores went. I think we got to play what five rounds and we set the bar pretty good. 
Then we crushed that bar and then could not get back to that ever again, <laughs> right? Even though, like, you remembered words, yeah. you remember what worked, what didn't work. Um, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those that falls into activity versus game. Exactly. Right? That's the best uh, way you can categorize it. And, and yes, we like to play games. I don't necessarily want to do activities. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I thought it was cute for $5, and it seemed like other people liked it because they're okay with activities versus games, right? Yeah, I mean, you know your audience. We've had that yeah. discussion before. This is one of those know-your-audience games, and it, it was fine. Yeah. It just yeah, wasn't is... something that I was looking forward to seeing again, <laughs> knowing we have yes. some other good ones in our in our desk drawers to play. Yeah, this might be something cute for a family of four or a family of five, you know, just to play for, for you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then go on to something else. Yep, um, exactly. Good one to finish so... the night out on if you're feeling feeling like it, so... All right, let's hop. Oh my God, it's we've been going for a we've while. Been doing good, buddy. I didn't even realize what time it was. <laughs> I was uh, gonna say you were like, we're gonna cut this one short. I'm like, I don't know, bud. <laughs> you know, should we? Uh, maybe we'll do. Should we save? Maybe we'll do fifty to forty-five. <laughs> should we save? Or should we save? Uh, should we save game day for for next episode? Because we're we probably not that. gonna have a lot. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna have a lot played by then. So that would be yeah, a good. Because we're only gonna get what one more game in before. Yeah, maybe a couple yeah. things at work. So. Yeah, let's we can pause there. Um, right, let's do it because game days. I want to spend some time on game day because we have oh boy, we have games to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we have four. We to play some four cool games. Ones. Yeah, we have four games. Actually, five. We have five games we played. Yeah, um, the fifth one we didn't get to finish, but we can just touch on it. Um, yeah, I'm about to do that because we're gonna, all right. We're gonna jump into some lists quick. So let's lists. jump over to our uh, – so this is your idea. You wanted to talk a little bit, maybe make a short list about the games well, that you're super excited to get to the table this year. Is that right? <laughs> I do. I thought um, there's another podcast that I that I, I like, and it's, a new, it's new to me. It's been around for a while. Um, but instead of doing New Year's resolutions, they do these – uh it's like a resolution of games they want to play uh in the in the in the upcoming year and i figured so we are straight up i did it so off. <laughs> not ripping it off but i think it's a i thought it was a novel idea right i thought it was kind i of like neat. it too and, i agree and and like i know our resolutions were meh we, we've been we were doing good and doing bad at some of them so like this one i think is actually more uh relative you know more relative to us in our in our current state for the year yeah agreed um so uh do we want to do we want to do that one then is that what we want to do next their top five yeah let's let's jump into that okay. and then we'll do we'll wrap up with our uh 50 to 41 of our top 50 of all time 2024 edition so mind if i kick us off sure and then i'll tell you right. before you do uh the way I did mine was the newest game to the oldest game in my collection is how I went from five to oh. one is how I did. I did it mine off thought... pure burning desire. Okay. Your desire is, I mean, my desire <laughs> is still the same, but it just happened that it worked out that way. You know? Yeah. They're all at a hundred for you, regardless of date. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, fine. I don't blame you. 
I don't judge. All right, uh, honorable mention. Do you have one? I did not do an honorable mention, but I could I, I could make up one by the time you get there. So yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I'm honored right. games. My honorable mention is Root. Uh, I have played a lot of leader games, and I love almost every single one of them. Root is the the grandpappy of them all in terms of popularity and uh, you know widespread acclaim. I've never played a full game of Root in my life, and I really want to. And I got the damn game for Christmas finally, so I am dying to get that one to the table, especially with our group. Um, the an- the asymmetry of the factions is going to make the teach an absolute bear, but I know that game with our group would be really interesting and fun and definitely cause some fights, so very excited for that to happen, and I think we would have a blast. I'm already sort of looking at spending some of my Noble Knight credit on some of the factions because I just want to hear you squeal <laughs> playing like otters and corvids and all kinds of other animals that I know you'd probably like. Honestly, um, if the animal's cool, I'll play it. You know that. Yeah, you know I th- that. they have yeah. lizards. They have all these factions. Yeah. It's insane. So, um, But I'll probably just get the base game out at some point, and we'll try it and see how it goes. So, But that is uh, my honorable mention is Root. Now, I totally could have cheated with this honorable mention and went with Ahoy because I feel the same exact way about Ahoy <laughs> as you do about Root. Right? Totally fair. But I'm but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but what I will do is my honorable mention is one uh, I picked up at the Black Friday sale uh, when I was in Maryland. Uh, I think it's called Queen by Midnight. Uh, and and the reason why I, I, I put this on here is um, the fact that you play as these asymmetric queens and you're trying to rule the, the castle and you – there's politics and negotiating and card play and deck building. Like it smashes so much stuff that we like into one little package. I either want to know if this is a hot pile or if this is something unique and special. So that's a uh, queen by midnight. I believe it's called. I will double check that. Who published that one? This is, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember why. Yes. Queen by midnight. And it's put out by, uh, Darrington Press. All right, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. I think I might be thinking yeah. of the new David Thompson one. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, uh, moving on. Number five for me is sitting five. on the table in front of me, and will be played this week on Thursday. So I'm gonna check one of these off fairly early this year, and hopefully oh, I that's to play a, cheat. a couple games. That's of a cheat. It, it is, but I'm excited to play it. I've had it for I'm a too. while now. Uh, and that's mind management. Uh, I've heard so many good things about this as a hidden movement game. It is very bizarre in its presentation, but also a really neat looking thing to p- put down on the table. Um, we're going to try it with, uh, we did a, di- a random die roll and it looks like Brad's going to be the, uh, the recruiter. So he'll be the bad guy. We're all trying to hunt down. Um, we'll be checking this out on Thursday. I hope it goes well. And I'm curious to see what you think, because I know you're not a big fan of hidden movement games. I have never played a hidden movement game in my life, so I'm very curious to see how it goes. Um, but it's all going to kind of depend on how well he does avoiding us and, and using his uh, immortals to, to thwart our uh, our pursuit. So Mind Management looks like a really interesting game. We'll see how it turns out with our group, but that's my number five, and I'm glad we're going to get to play it. Yes, I am as well, because again, I've, I've played... Um a few different hidden movement games in the past. I 
don't even know if I'm going to like this. However, if I do like any hidden movement game, my money is that it's going to be mind management because of what I've seen and the quirkiness and the deduction of how the movement works. Um, so this one might this be art might styles be up your yeah. This uh, is my avenue too. Yes. It's yep. It's very so, like unique, weird, and different. <laughs> yeah, and weird. Yes. So yeah. I'm really much looking forward to it. And everything in the box is is. I mean, I, I, at least I think everything has been illustrated in the game by the comic book slash graphic novel graphic well, the, novel artist Matt Kint. So yes, he was part of there. the he was part of the project. Yeah. Um, so and. One of the reasons why I want to play this more than once is because it comes with something called the shift system, which is essentially yes. like legacy style add-ons to balance the game if one player is struggling versus the other. So, And it changes the game in distinct enough ways that you're playing the same game with an, uh, enough difference that it's not going to work out the way you think. So, Now the video I watched... How that goes. The video I watched in preparation for Thursday... We are playing the training one, right? First, that's in the book. I didn't put the training mode out, but we can absolutely start with that. It's probably best if we do. My what I was told is that is the best way to do it, and yeah. or what I read or what I watched, right? It, it because that gives you the basics, and then it kicks it up a notch for the first mission, which is where the uh, the recruiter yeah, gets the, the four minions. Yes. Yep. So that's just where you know what I was what i watched well we can shoot for that and see how it goes it's definitely going to be easier if we do that to start so that's probably yeah. the right call all right my number five uh was on the on a list to get played and we did not get a chance it is uh, a new purchase um it's a newer game it came out last year and it is not typically a game I would gravitate towards, but the uh, mechanical steampunk animals that you capture and uh, corral in this worker placement game uh, are what drew me to it. Uh, it ended up being on sale pretty quickly, so I don't know. I hope that's not an indicator of how good or how bad this is. Um, but it is a game called Delta. Um, so that is my number five. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything this. about this game uh, until you yeah, told I, me about it recently and I started looking at it. I, it. Again, it looks quirky enough that I might like it and it might be other people's cup of tea as far as the mechanisms. But I think yeah. I might be able to tolerate because of the mechanisms. <laughs> or I might be able to tolerate <laughs> because of the theme. So, but, so that is Delta. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I watched the Dice Tower video and it was very unique or not dice towers man versus meeple it was uh it was very unique not the board is yeah. very odd like those three large sections but yeah it looks it looks cool um four for me is honey buzz i talked about this before i played a little solo i just want to try it with our group very puzzly kind of interesting game that that makes the uh value of things go down as players sell and so there's a little bit of racing happening as well as sort of action optimization uh, and and the 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 hive tableau building portion is interesting to me too. There's not a lot of 
you know, it's polyaminoish in a way and not. So I'm curious to see how we like that and what we think and if it sticks around. But I think there's enough of a fun game there. I just worry about replayability with it, but uh, we'll see. We'll get it to the table at some point this year. But that's number four, Honey Buzz. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this too. Just again, it it feels like, you know, a, a worker placement game I wouldn't normally dig. But the fact that the theme and, and the art style... I might fall in love. It is beautiful on the table. All right. My number four was a game I bought in 2000. Oh, I hope it wasn't a 22. It might have been a 22, Ryan, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) It was probably 2022. It's been that long, I think. That's all right. No one's one's judging. I hope not. Well, I'm judging myself. So, (laughs) well, that's every day. Um, And uh, for my birthday, Last week, I got the expansion to it. Uh, so I, I opened the expansion. I put everything in the box. Um, and there's just something that just... This game is so intriguing to me that I just want to play it so bad. I, I have seen some some meh comments on it, but it could be something that, regardless, I think our group should try and see if it's good or not for us. And that is 3,000 Scoundrels. Um, I The art, the card creation, um, the expansion allows you to have more characters now. Um, there's new locations that potentially maybe help some of the issues of, uh, of, the, of the game, the original game. Um, it, it now actually there's a so it's a set in like a dystopian wild west and uh, that you could rob rob safes in, in the first version or in the first game but now in the expansion the safes are actually customizable now with sleeves so you can enhance a safe and some of the enhanced safes get placed out in addition to other safes that you can enhance down the road or later in, in a turn That's so it just cool. looks like it it added again oh, a whole bunch of more possibilities with different characters and different abilities. So I just, I don't know. I, I, it it says it screams me, and I just hope it's good. <laughs> you know? It's very unique, which is very much you. It does look like a good game, though. Like mechanically, it looks like something I would enjoy as well. So I am curious. We we have to play this one this year for sure because. First of all, 2022 is a long time ago. And secondly, I think the game actually <laughs> would work pretty well with our group. And the expansion sounds interesting. I did not know that about the safe stuff. All right. Uh, number three for me is another Kickstarter that arrived this year. Uh, very, very excited to try this because I've heard so much about this game and it was very hard to get for a long time. And that's Soul Last Days of a Star. Uh, Elephant Laboratories did another run, a print run on GameFound, and I backed it. Um, this is a really weird kind of different style game where you're harvesting energy from the sun to power one last ship uh, to get away from said sun because it's about to explode. And so the giant ships are called arcs and you're using these things called sun divers to collect sun. And the sun divers, based off their position on the board relative to uh, the sun, allow you to turn them into other um, sort of buildings or structures that help you further your engine. And so you're sort of building like a little bit of a, a engine building tableau of units around the sun um, to try to harvest better or faster than everyone else. The player that ends up with the most sun at the end of the game wins, and there's sort of a countdown timer within this deck of cards that 
triggers the sun to explode faster and so you can sort of race against your opponents to get there but uh it is a very unique game it looks very simple to play um, but it also looks like it would play fairly quickly with four players so that's probably another bonus but very interested to try this one i've heard nothing but good things about soul last days of a star my number three yeah this one and is it evacuation where like that's another you're trying yeah, to was... move your bases to another planet and get them off the sun and it's the first yeah, person that's... to get all four of their bases <laughs> off right evacuation looks really interesting uh, because it's yeah. basically you you have an engine and you're supposed to dismantle your engine and then rebuild it somewhere else and yeah i've so never heard of a game gets like you that. off of yeah it gets you off of the off of earth so yeah i got these two confused but yeah they both uh, they've both sound unique and, and interesting um plus it does look very pretty so far what it i is. can see from the components yeah very very simple and kind of spartan but very futuristic and nice it's it's neat and i got a nice wooden insert <laughs> nice so what do you got number three yes right so my number three uh again was oh man this one's even older well again like i said it went back in time I can't believe this says I'm about to. I don't think it was that old. I mean, I know it says 2015, but I definitely did not. I definitely <laughs> didn't get it in in 2015. But um, this is a game called Iki, uh, where um, your goal is to become, you know, this this leader of the village that ultimately is known as the as the Iki, and you are. Um, traveling through different districts in this market um it's all about shopping <laughs> basically um and you're buying uh goods right and up you're your buying, alley buddy you're buying food you're buying kimonos and you're doing you know again it just it, there's like levels to this you know almost like a flea market that you're traversing through and um what i liked about it was I believe the stores are all unique every time you play. Like it, it, the tiles are different that that make up the market. So it's got variability in the in the game. And again, it looked really beautiful. Um, and I believe it had an expansion last year. Did not get it because I didn't get I didn't play the first. Um, yeah, it added uh, boats, mercantile but yes, boats, I, if I remember correctly. But I am just so excited to try it and play. Um, it's a long, it's a little, it's it's like an hour to an hour and a half playtime. It's about uh, medium weight, a little, a little, yeah. maybe around three out of five. So yeah, it's not a bad play time. Uh, I know the game's relatively speedy, um, and with the variable setup, it's easy to get it re-racked and play. But this is one yeah. I've been wanting to try for a long time, too. In fact, I had this on my list to purchase uh, last year and did not because I ended up getting something else. I can't remember what I bought. Um, but I want to play this one pretty bad, too, so I'm glad we're... I'm very glad this is on your list. This is one I've put off for too long and probably should have bought. Yeah. Alright, number two is another... Okay, sensing a theme here, a uh, game that I backed last year called Mercurial. This is uh, from Hyper Elixir Games. Uh, I believe they're based somewhere, maybe Thailand, um, uh, by designer David Goh. Uh, Mercurial is like an 
basically you're crafting spells to do heroic deeds. It's very combo engine buildy with cards that are uh, laid out on a giant mat in front of you plus your hand. You play these like artifacts or modifiers that allow you to sort of move around your elemental dice that you're not able to change in any other way to form the elements you need to collect spells uh, and be able to cast them for uh, either restore or ruin. The combination of their of those two allow you to get to a total to purchase spells, and those spells can be used to, or sorry, to purchase heroic deeds, and those heroic deeds basically contain your victory points. Um, there's other things you can get to in the game. This has some of the most beautiful table presentation of any game I own. The art is gorgeous, like just gorgeous. Um, but it has a very uh, <laughs> challenging, let's say, iconography system. It's to the point where the icons are beautiful, but it almost is a detriment because they're kind of hard to read or hard to see. I don't know yet. I think I want to try this with the group and kind of get everybody's feedback, but I, I struggle with it. I'm curious to see if you guys do too. However, I think there's a really good game lying underneath that, and I'm very excited to try it. And I got the, of course, I got the deluxe edition, so I've got all these nice little dice trays that comes with it and a big player mat and all the tokens and all that good stuff. So this just looks like an excellent game under the hood, though. Um, one where I think we'll enjoy because it's very combo buildy, and that's something that I know we all like. So Mercurial is my number two, and I'm excited to see this one get played this year. Yeah, I'm excited for this, too. Just the production, the art, and then, like you said, that that combo goodness. I'm I'm so pumped. Again, once you... This was the one I think I had... Was this Kickstarter, right? Or was this Game Found? It was Kickstarter, yeah. Kickstarter. I had it saved... Like as you know, I I do my browsing every every day, and I star things or heart things so I don't forget about them, so I can just do the saved view, so I don't get caught up in other stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and it was it's still in that pile of of saved games uh, that I just go back to, or if like there's a sale down the road a year later, two years later, I can go back and like, oh yeah, I liked it, I I, I liked it enough to hit saved. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was very much on the fence. I think I backed it on the last day, but uh, I'm glad I got it, and I think it'll be fun. All right. My number two is a game that I was 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 during my decline of Simon's Kickstarter campaigns um, back in 2019, I believe. And... Uh, so it might have been 2018 that the Kickstarter was around. And you can play two to six. So it's it becomes, I think, a, either a, a team-based game potentially or, you know, every, every clan or every person for themselves. I can't see you ever playing this more than at two. And it was it was a Kickstarter exclusive that then Miniature Market purchased several copies um, and then put out later. So this is a game called Hate. Uh, I loved the art. I loved the, the theme of these brutal post-apocalyptic clans. Um, I believe cannibalism is a mechanism of the game. Uh, Sounds lovely. Or- <laughs> Yeah, or like you're you're um you carry the corpses of your enemies home to do something with them, maybe their food for the rest of your army back home. But I just I'm so intrigued by this. I, I loved the miniatures. 
I love I, I love just the art style of it. And I've had it for a while. And I look at this giant box. Now granted I didn't go crazy. I don't have everything like like you know that I could have got through Kickstarter. Yeah, there's the, a lot. I think it's just the base. So it's like I just I just want to see if the base is good, right? Um, and then potentially I could start hunting down, but uh, I'm just I love just everything I see in this box, and I just want to play it. Uh, and that's my number two hate. I've been looking at it on your shelf for a long time. It's it's <laughs> it's high past time for sure. Yeah. All right, I will wrap up with number one, and that is a game that came out, God, all the way back in 2020. It's a Keesley and Kramer production, and I think Capstone publishes it now, and that is Renature. Uh, I have wanted this game for a long time. I finally picked it up this year in a Target sale. Uh, I've heard that this is a very mean game, which is naturally going to attract me. Uh, again, it's one of those nature games where it ends up looking very disarming and turns out to be very mean. You lay dominoes down. <laughs> which then attracts me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you lay dominoes down on a board, sort of establish these fields or meadows. Um, I read through the rule book. Fairly simple to play. I think we are going to have a blast with this with our group. Um, and I do think this one's going to see multiple plays because I think people are going to finish and go, God damn it, I want another I want another shot. I didn't like how that ended. Um, I just think this one's going to be a classic that sticks around in my collection. I may be wrong. We'll play it and find out. But it's definitely going to get played this year. And that is Renature. Yes, this was one, too, that I think – I'm trying to think how I remember seeing it for the first time, and it intrigued me as well. I don't – was it a Kickstarter, or was it just a – I have no idea. I know this used to be published by Pegasus Spiel, um, but yeah. it's been a long time. I think Capstone's had it for a while. I first saw it on a Shut Up and Sit Down review. Uh, but I also saw a Dice Tower review of it, too, I think a little bit before that. And just the meanness of it and the spatial yeah. sort of tightness you have to operate in and planning, it just seems like something like, that's right up my alley. But those dominoes with the frogs and the bats and the butterflies, yeah. it just looks so cute. Like, and I don't know. And they I'm added excited. an expansion that adds mushrooms, too, I believe. So I'll have to, if we like the That was just what, last year? Check that out. Uh, yeah, I think that like came the out. The valley last year. or whatever they called it? Yep, that's right. <sighs> okay, my number one uh, was one I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast throughout the last two years, right? Two years, has it been? Are we in our third year? Right? We're in our third year? Or second year? My God, yes. Right? This is the third year. Uh, third year. Um, I just mentioned, I think actually last episode of the episode before about I had it all out of my table. And I just had no desire to get it into the big box. But, well, I sucked it up one night and I cleaned up my, my board game table uh, and put Vindication back in its giant box just to then, like a phoenix, rise from the box again <laughs> and potentially hit the table to be played. Uh, this is a unique Euro worker placement, you know, cube pusher. I believe it's got a little bit of a race condition to it. Uh, but thematically, it's just there's so much in this game that I love. You can, you know, get pets. You can acquire companions. You can fight monsters. You can do good deeds. You can get different uh, attributes and skills for your character. And basically, you're just like this vile person 
who now has to vindicate yourself, hence the name vindication, as being positive by doing things. And it's just, the, the, the board, it's, I mean, it's just, everything is gorgeous about this. The production is brilliant. Uh, this was a game that put Orange Nebula on the map. And I just, I, I've got all of it. And I just want to play it. And that's my number one vindication. Again, my oldest title. Well, this is the year, buddy. We're going to get vindicated. <laughs> I just feel it. Like I said, I think nice. what we'll shoot to do is I've got like a small handful of things left to play here. And then maybe second half of the year, we just start bringing all your goodies in and get them played <laughs> so we can figure out what to keep, what to call, and what we want to keep playing more of. Yeah. All right. Let's quick cut over to our top 10, or sorry, top 50. We're going to do 50 to 41. This is our annual list. We decided to go with a slightly different... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, right, we're at an hour and a half now. Do we want to get into 10, knowing how long it's going to... How long it took us to get through five? (laughs) Should we... No, let's... Should we... So we've talked about a lot of these games already, too. Okay. There's much to say. So let's do our uh, one minute per game. All right. right. One minute per game. So yeah, we're going to keep, keep ourselves our... honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll yell at you right. somehow. I reach out and smack you virtually. I don't know. I think we'll be fine. All right. Okay. I'll start right. us off 50 to right. 41, and we're going to do this every episode till we wrap up the list, and that'll be 2024s. And I think we both said a little bit before the show this has changed, so pay attention. If you listen to last year's, there's some differences. <laughs> Number 50 for me is Sea Salt and Paper. Talked about it before. Really like this card game. Um for 12 bucks, you get a lot of game in it. It's very fun. I like the mechanic that you're allowed to end the round whenever you want if you have seven points. Um, I like that the color sort of factors into things too, so those mermaid cards can be real swingy and powerful. Um, I've had a lot of fun playing this with everybody I've played with so far, and it's another small box card game that's made my list of favorites. It's now number 50 on my list, so that is Sea Salt and Paper number 50 all time. Over to you. So do I get to comment on Sea Salt and Paper or just go? How do we want to? <laughs> yeah, brief commentary if you really want. I mean, we've talked uh, about it love, before. I don't love Sea Salt and Paper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in this bracket, there will be five new games in this grouping of 10 for me. Uh, my number 50 was number 36 uh, last year, and that is Sushi Go Party. Um, this is an amazing uh, party game. I'll call it a party game just be, you know, but because it's got, but it's got like, it's like a gamer's party game. I'll call it. Um, It's got drafting. It's got creative um, scoring mechanisms. Um, This was one of the original games that got me into the hobby a few years back when I first really got hardcore into it. It's designed by Phil Walker Harding. So that should uh, say something. Um, I just haven't had a chance to play it, which is why it dropped a little bit. But, um, this is one with the right group. It always comes out that sushi go party. And I'm going to transition into another Phil Walker Harding game at 49 Imhotep. Uh, we haven't played this in a long time either, but I was so blown away by how excellent it is. Uh, simple, simple design, but a little press your luck, a little bit of uh strategy mm. around which scoring, uh, contingent to go for as you play. I just think Imhotep is such a fantastic example of why Phil Walker Harding is such a great designer. And this is still hanging on in my top 50, even it's 49. And I don't know if I'll take it off because I really want to play it more. 
That's Imhotep. Uh, down from down one from forty eight last year. Yeah, that's funny. Imhotep's so good, and I forgot to even put it on the list. <laughs> you that said might, that last year too. I don't know. We'll see. I did too, right? Yep, I know that. All right, so my number forty nine uh, is a new one to the list. Uh, this is one I backed a Kickstarter. Uh, I think last year or the the year prior. Um, and um, I, I just really enjoyed all the mechanisms of this game. It's a simple tableau building card game called Doomlings, uh, where you're trying to have the uh, most evolved world of, of, of these little Doomling characters in front of you. Uh, and whoever has the most points at the end wins. But there's you know enough take that to keep it exciting on every player's turn. There's cataclysmic events that screw up everyone's board, everyone's building, or you know everyone's tableau that they're building. Um, but it's just simple and fun to bring out and get to the table. And that's Doomlings by number forty nine. Still haven't gotten to play it. Would like to try it. I think when you played it at work, I was out, so we'll have to do yes. That Forty-eight for me is just one. Uh, this was number thirty-seven last year. I think it dropped because I played it so much, and I'm just kind of not into it like it used to be. Plus, I found some other games that work well in party settings. Um, but I think just one is still a fantastic game, and I've gotten a lot of hours and a lot of laughs out of it. It still came out at Thanksgiving this past year with family, so that we had a good time. But it's still on my top fifty. We'll see how much longer it hangs on. Uh, maybe some more plays with some different groups will help bounce it back up but I still think it's one of the best party games ever made. That's just one at number 48 down from number 37 last year. Or if you find another amazing trick taker that you love, this thing's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right? Septet, I'm waiting. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to say, right? Uh, but no, yeah, we've, we actually bought this as a Christmas gift this year because it's seen a lot of play this year. Uh, Everybody loves my, it. Yeah, so <laughs> all the games we own, and yet that that game always sees play. <laughs> all right, uh, my number forty-eight uh, is another new one to the list. Uh, the reason why this one uh, it didn't make the first uh, list, uh, I think, because I was just starting out uh, playing this game, and that is the crew. Uh, and now it is number forty-eight because. I'm playing the I I'm I'm about halfway through the newest uh, deep sea version of it. Uh, I'll probably get hopefully I'll finish it this year with my with my group um, that we play it with. Um, I love this trick taker, um, you know, sort of this not necessarily legacy, but this campaign trick taking game. Uh, the the way they did this new deep sea mission, uh, every round feels different and unique and special. It, it got rid of a lot of the sameness, um, and it really ramps up uh, mission over mission uh, on the level of difficulty, uh, and that is the crew. Good choice. Lots of play, too. You guys have gotten a lot of hours yeah. out of crew games. That's for sure. Yeah, we beat the first one, and we're halfway through the second one. <laughs> yeah, so, I figured that'd be yeah. up there. All right, yeah. uh, 47 for me is a game I talked about this episode, and that's Spirit Island. Uh, now that I'm playing it again, I wouldn't be surprised if this starts to rise back up, but it's down from 36 last year. Not much to say about it other than it's one of the best co-ops ever made. Um, having fun getting back into it again. I'm looking forward to playing some more games of it with my wife, and it's going to stay on that list for as long as we get to play. So 47 Spirit Island down from 36 last year. 
Yeah, we just talked about that a little bit ago. Um, I wish I can get into this. I just it's just not my cup of tea. It's not for everyone. Uh, my number forty-seven uh, was on my list last year at number thirty-two, uh, and this is uh, a game called Bad Company. Um, I believe it dropped because um, I've gotten some newer games in that I've seen more play, and this just hadn't come out too much this year. Um, but I still really love the concepts of you know you're building this gang, you're escaping the police, you're capturing loot. Um, I I just I really love the mechanisms of this, um, and and I, I think it blends it all together really well. And that's uh, again my number forty seven bad company. We did play that two years ago. It wasn't bad. Not not the greatest thing ever played, but not bad. All right. You're going to hate this, but number 46 is Wingspan down two slots from 44 last year. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned last year that I just played too much of this game, and this year I didn't play any of this game. Um, I think because I've just kind of not had a desire. Uh, I played so much of it and have seen so much of it. That being said, we're going to probably get to play it again fairly soon um, because we're going to get to check out some of the new art on the fan art cards, which is really cool. Um, I do love the art of this game, and I do love the game too. Let's let's be honest. I've played hundreds of games of Wingspan, hundreds at least. So still on the list, still a classic. Uh, Just dropped a little bit down to 46 uh, from 44 last year. That's Wingspan. We'll talk about Wingspan later in its more appropriate number bracket. Um, I knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My number 46 was 31 last year. Uh, Last year was when we we did these lists last time. We were playing this just about every day. I have a feeling we need to bring it back, but... I just don't know what the audience, and that is the grandfather of all deck builders, Dominion. Um, just we've played other deck builders this year more, and this sort of slithered down the list. Uh, it's I'm not ready to can it because I have expansion content that I want to play. <laughs> so yeah, same. Um, we've got way more Dominioning to do. Oh, there's so much Dominion to play. And it's so it's such a again it's the it's the Cadillac of deck builders, but there's still there's still so much to explore. Yeah, there really is. Good choice. Okay, forty five for me is one that dropped real hard from last year. It was at the eighteen slot last year, and that is Long Shot the Dice Game. I still enjoy playing this. Uh, however, it is Munchkin adjacent in that every game. Ugh devolves into everybody using their move your horse back hey move your horse back i'm gonna move my horse up move your horse back uh i've kind <laughs> of the lost level. lose a level lose yeah. a level lose a level <laughs> <laughs> i've kind of lost my affection for the game because of that um which is leading me to drop it down my list that being said i still enjoy playing it uh larger groups this is still a really fun game i love all the betting and trash talking and stuff and that you still can't beat the the drama at the end sometimes it's very fun so it dropped hard uh maybe it falls off the list next year it's entirely possible but that's number 45 long shot the dice game do you uh have you taken a look at ready set bet at all that's on my list as well as camel up but ready set bet's probably the one i'll i'll go with next i've heard nothing but great things about it because there i guess there's a brand new edition of it coming out soon on kickstarter um maybe it's something we'll look at 
Um, I think these both actually came out around the same time in a weird way. They did, yeah. I think the Long Shot was so. the year before, or the, or they were yeah. both the same year. But yeah, very close. All right. My number 45 is new to the list. Uh, I mentioned there were some other deck builders that made it to the list this year. Uh, this slow and steady thematic fishing deck builder game has made the list at number 45 yeah and that is tournament fishing (laughs) the production is beautiful uh you know i i love the little wooden chest that comes in the artwork is great the uh just there's so much thematic tie uh and a deck builder um i just i love it so I'm glad you put this on the list uh, because we've talked about it so much in the past year and it's just we talk about deck builders and Dominion and stuff but not many of them they, they feel like games but they don't feel like games plus experiences and this is both and I haven't played any deck yeah. builders like that so this this deserves a spot in fact if I own this it probably would be on my top 50 but the fact that you do I could leave it off knowing <laughs> you put it on yours <laughs> but I really enjoy that this is game. true I really do uh You'll like this one in uh, favor of the, uh, or better opinion than the Wingspan one. This moved up from 49 last year, and the reason why it's still on my list is because I really enjoyed my first play, and I cannot wait to play some more of it, and that's Ark Nova at 44. Um, You own it, I don't. (laughs) We played it once or twice last year. I played once, I think, on Board Game Geek and went nuts at the UI, but I want to try it again and give it a fair shot. I really want to play more Ark Nova. Uh, I know this year we're going to play it at some point in time, so I'm super excited. This completely replaced Terraforming Mars for me, and uh, I just like the theme better, and I think it's a fantastic game. So I'm very excited to play more, and I think with more plays, this is probably going to move up that list this year. So number 44 up from 49 last year, that is Ark Nova, and very pumped to get that to the table. And much like Wingspan, we will talk about where Ark Nova should sit in a list later. <laughs> it's only that far uh, yes. because I barely play it. I know, because yeah. we don't play it. I know, I know. But so it doesn't, I'll, I'll be, I mean, I didn't, Yeah, you know, there are some games on my list that are in their spot because of how many times I've played them. Um, however, even at the small play time or play counts that I have on Ark Nova, I know I would play that over others, right? You know, if if given the opportunity. So that's that's sort of how I've adjusted some of my list this go around as well. And that's totally uh, fair. I think it would be higher for me too if it wasn't so damn long. But it's a long. Fair game. enough. That's fair. And, and but so I that's like a, that weighs. But on there's things. something about. But I'm never bored in that one, right? Like it never bored yeah. me. I don't know. There's I a just lot to do. There's a lot to look yeah. at. A lot to plan. It's a good game. Very good game. All right. So my number 44 uh, dropped down from number 30. Uh, And that is Seven Wonders slash Seven Wonders Duel. Um, I I have a feeling that Seven Wonders is going to make its way to the purge pile. Uh, But Seven Wonders Duel is going to stick around and probably own this slot by itself. Um, just because I've not, it was such a, uh, gateway game into the hobby. I love how it plays, what it does, but it just does. It's, it's, it's not it, it, the slot that it plays in a, in a, in, in my collection, there are other games that I think are better than it. 
which will be later on the list. Um, but I think it hangs on still on the list because of its tie to Seven Wonders Duel. And I think Seven Wonders Duel is one of the best two-player games. Um, hence my number 44. So I've never played Seven Wonders. Shame, shame, ring the bell. Uh, I do want to play Seven Wonders Duel because I have heard the same, so we should probably do that someday very soon. I, I, ought I to could buy teach it, you but... two-player games, buddy. Oh, my God. Yeah, we need to do the two-player day <laughs> this year. We just have yeah, to. Like, that might be a game day, just a whole shitload of two-player games. It would be so much fun. <laughs> it really would. All right, uh, 43 for me, down from 33 last year is Cosmic Frog. Again, this one's probably a case of, hey, I haven't gotten to play it, but I still love that game. Um, it's mean, it's weird, it's different. The turn order thing is amazing where you never know when you're going to get to go and you may get to go five times in a row. Um, I love barfing things up. There's an expansion out I want to get at some point in time that adds more stuff. The art in this game is second to none and is trippy as hell. I even got so far as to buy Prince of the Art. Um, I love Cosmic Frog. It'll probably stay in my collection forever. It may not always be in my top 50, and this is something that I really wish we could play this year, but there's so much other stuff to play. It might take a backseat until next year, and that's probably okay because it'll still stay on this list. So number 43 is Cosmic Frog, down 10 from last year. I know. I love this game so much. (laughs) I don't own it. I don't own it, but I love how weird and quirky it is. And yeah, I feel like this is another one like White Castle where like, you got to play it more and more and more and more, you know? Like, yeah. I don't think there's strategy here, though. I think it's just I want to no, go no, wall- but, wallop you into another dimension, yeah. and, and yep. that's okay. And it is and what then it is. the new – the expansion, if you go back to our interview with Jim Felly, um, the, um, the expansion adds, what, asymmetric – additional asymmetric powers, too, if I'm not mistaken – where they can use their mind. That's like telekinetic powers and mind yeah. powers. Like there's a whole I'm bunch of so weird excited. stuff in, in find yeah. muck, which is a fantastic title. <laughs> I love yes. It. All right. My number 43. Um, this was 29 last year. Uh, I think it's just dropped again because uh, this one is one. I don't, haven't gotten to play it a lot. Uh, it's a beautiful game. I love how it plays. Um, my wife enjoys this game. It's just, you know, we haven't played a lot of games together this last last year. But uh, this is Oceans slash Evolution um, from North Star Games. Um, you're basically building uh, aquatic species of fish. You're all eating either from a shared pool or you're a carnivorous fish eating maybe your own fish or some of your neighbor's fish. Uh, or species, and it's just such a well-done, unique game. Uh, I just love the system, Uh, and that's Oceans slash Evolution. Also guilty, I tried playing Evolutions on the iOS app and just hated the game, so I need to try the board game because I don't think I like the digital client that much. Uh, (laughs) It does leave a little to be desired. I'll be honest, the the, the digital version, I don't know, there's something... Something about building a little character in front of you. I don't know. Yep. I like it. I, I think that would be much more enjoyable for me. It's funny that 
just some games just don't translate to digital. That's one of them. Uh, Gloomhaven is number 42 down uh, from 20 last year. I don't have anything really to say other than I hope this gets replaced by Frosthaven. <laughs> uh, it's been so long <laughs> since I played Gloomhaven. I love the game. It's a classic, yeah. uh, but it's just probably going to fall off this list next year because it's it's time. It's time to be replaced by its successor. But number 42 down from 20, and one last shout-out to the OG, Gloomhaven. Love you, buddy. Pour one out for Gloomhaven. Pour one out for Gloomhaven. Yes, I want to play Frosthaven so bad. Um, all right. <laughs> My number 42 is uh, a new one to the list. It was on the list before, but we only do the top 50. So uh, it really jumped up a lot. And when I was looking at these games again and, and racking and stacking, there's just this game is such an experience. Uh, and and it's different with every type of group that you play it with, and I'm wondering why it's not in a, in the desk drawer at work. Uh, and that is Skull number forty two. Um, uh, yeah, we probably should have that there. <laughs> I feel like that one needs to come to work. I know we've played it at work with certain people, but I think. We've got some some interesting characters that are going to really enjoy this game. And for $10 and three coasters, this game is nothing but amazing experience, laughter, like backstabbery. Like you couldn't believe that it's happening when it comes to just playing with coasters. But uh, artwork's beautiful. Flowers are beautiful. That's my number 42, Skull. This is one of the greatest games of all time, in my opinion, because it can <laughs> literally be played with anyone and everyone yeah. gets it and enjoys it. It's so, so good and such an instant classic. Uh, great choice. All right. I will wrap up this evening's list for myself and then you will see, listen to your number 41. This one fell down for me because I haven't played it, but unlike Gloomhaven, I don't see this coming off the list anytime soon. And that's because I do want to try to play it again soon. And I also think it's still one of my favorite games I've ever played with multiple groups of people, including my kids, and that's Arcadia Quest. Um, this is just the closest thing I've ever played to a PvP, PvE sort of Diablo-ish mix where I got a character with some unique ability and I can load him up with gear and go smash orcs and kill dragons and all kinds of fun stuff. The PvP aspect is so much fun too because you're just waiting for somebody to make a bad move and let you and the monsters wham-bam on them. Um, collecting the, the coins is fun. Like Everything about this game is so great. I painted it, so I still have them painted. Uh, I just want to play it again. I miss it. And number 41 is Arcadia Quest down from 30 last year. This is still a classic to me. I could not agree more. And sneak peek, we'll probably talk about Arcadia Quest again later. Um, and again, probably uh, more accurately where it should be on a, on a favorite list. <laughs> <laughs> Just Are kidding. you done panning everything I pick? No, no. I'm it's just going to be this for five episodes. Oh, you're going to love it. All right. My 41 to round out the our podcast for the night. I just talked about it earlier today or in the episode. It is a new game. Uh, I just started playing it, but oh my God, have I loved the experience while playing it. And uh, that is Nicodemus. That two-player uh, engine yeah, made an impression on you. mechanic 
project swapping race. Like, I don't like race games. I love this race game. This is, uh, it's amazing. It's got take that. Um, it's got sort of unique action selection. It's got resource management. It's got a lot in a very small little game. And uh, not to mention the artwork is super weird. And I love that. Um, but yeah, my number 41 is Nicodemus. The fact I that just, you I, put that I, up I fell there, in love that high already yeah. now makes me want to play yeah. it even more. <laughs> oh, dude, you're going to love it, dude. You are going to love it. This is... This is this could be our most competitive game, you and I. That's how good this game is. All right, you're building this like, up. This is White Castle I don't levels know. of hype. I I I know, I know, I know. It's good. <laughs> it's that good, dude. For two player, like it almost makes me want to rewatch to see what I'm like. Is it, did I miss the boat on Imaginarium? Like I just don't know how. I mean, unless it's just based on the art. But it feels like I don't remember Imaginarium like having this much meat. I don't know. I never gotten to play it, and it never yeah. really was a blip on my radar. Other than the art was kind of cool, which just isn't enough to make me buy things anymore. Not when I own things like Cosmic Frog and you know. Uh, no, agreed. Yeah, Oath and all that good stuff. So, and again, this one might drop, but like it's just so hot right now. It's fresh in my mind. I but I loved. Like I could, I literally think I could play this all day. Just this game, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like well, it would not bother me. We almost like, have to do a two-player game day this year yeah. because of this and yeah. all the other stuff. I know yeah. that we all have. Like I, Onitama is another one of those. I just want to. I could play all day. It's just so chess-like and perfect. So awesome. That's good. I want to try this even more now. So forty-one. We yeah, uh, we will forty-one. We will be back next episode to talk 40 to 31 as we continue to work through our list of top 50 games of all time, 2024 edition. And we will have our last uh, game day coverage since we decided to skip it for tonight due to time. And, uh, you know, this Thursday coming up when we get some mind management and we'll have a bit of a recap on how that went as well. Thank you all for joining yeah. us tonight and for listening to us ramble on about our lists. You can find us on the internet, www.playgameslosefriends.com. You can check us out on Instagram at playgameslosefriends or on Twitter slash X at PGLF show. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review. Please uh, rate and subscribe. That helps us get the show out to more people. So whatever podcast platform you listen in, please uh, chime in and let us know what you think of the show, good or bad. We appreciate the feedback. If you'd like to contact us at all about the show, questions, uh, want us to talk about a certain topic, you can email us at playgameslosefriends at gmail.com. What did I miss, Ken? Anything? No, just, again, you want to uh, give us some feedback, uh, talk to us directly, hit us up on uh, Instagram. You can email us. Um, yeah, we're excited to uh, hear how your year's going and gaming. So yes. tell us, you know, your tell us who's right on their list so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly me. I mean, we've only been complaining the entire time, so I must be on to something. <laughs> it's all right. You know, like uh, my board game wife. It's fine. I'm just used to it. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you again for joining us, and we will be back soon, hopefully not a full month. Until then, uh, play games, don't lose your friends, and have some fun. We will see you soon. Later. Later.